Hey, hey, y'all. I want to thank you again for tuning in to WVAU.org. This is Fanatic Radio, American University's number one source, number one show for sports and anything else that you want to discuss. Uh, without uh, without further ado, I'm your host, Michael Gardner. Joined with me is always Dan Goldman here inside of the supply closet inside the Mary Graydon Center on the campus of American University. This is Fanatic Radio. We've got a good show for you coming up today. We have NFL talk, wild card race in baseball heating up, big sports weekend for American University athletics. And we actually have phone lines today, so if you want to call in, 202-885-8700 to discuss anything that happens in sports. All we ask is keep the language to PG levels, otherwise we take the heat. But once again, join us as always, co-host Dan Goldman. Dan, how was your week? It was pretty good. Uh, thank God it's Friday, obviously. Hope everyone had a good week out there and uh, ready for the weekend. Very excited as well. Glad it's always Friday, 2 to 4 on WVAU. Don't forget to tune in. Uh, one thing we definitely wanted to try to do is get a guest today. Because uh, someone, at least someone from AU Athletics, hopefully someone from the girls' soccer team will swing by. Because it's funny how I asked like five people if they wanted to be the guest on the show. And all of them had that like self-conscious answer of, Oh, I don't want to go on. You no, know, it's a lot of pressure to do this. No one understands every day our preparation so, for this. Yeah. What we have to do to get ready to do this. Millions of people listening to us. So, it's, not, it's not that easy, Mike. It's a lot of dedication. <laughs> sure but, is. Without further ado, we'll begin, as always, with the NFL. And I guess the surprise story of the weekend, the Detroit Lions dropped 48 on the Kansas City Chiefs. Star uh, defending NFL FedEx ground player of the year, Jamal Charles, out with an ACL injury for the rest of the season. My boy Stafford throwing for 294, big fantasy numbers for him. We, and surprisingly, the Lions 2-0, and they've actually won six games. This is their sixth game in a row since last, dating back to last year. They're going to playoffs, but do you th- what do you think the chances are that the Kansas City Chiefs go 0-16, much like the Lions did in 8 I don't know. Looking at their schedule, though, it's... But they're so bad. They're honestly, like, if there yeah. was a triple-A football team, they're a triple-A football team. And they just lost their best player. Yeah, I know some college teams that could actually beat the Chiefs. Oh, for sure. But um, looking at their schedule, it's usually how the NFL arranges it where each team plays a certain division. And unfortunately for the Chiefs this year, they get the all-important AFC East and NFC North. So they're facing the Pats, the Jets, the Bears... <laughs> Miami, which is no uh, Miami, which is no pushover. No walk in the yeah. park. I don't know. It's funny how it's all turning into the the race for drafting Andrew Luck. Pretty much, the culture in that race for sure. Yeah, even the Seattle, even uh, Micah Potashnik, Seattle Seahawks. Absolutely, pretty much every team that doesn't have a quarterback is you know trying to lose. So yeah, I don't. I don't see them going 0 16 because I feel like they'll get one. It's, it's, it's actually really hard to go 0 and 16. Like even if you try, it's really hard. You get like your professional football team, you're bound to win one game. Right. Even the Dolphins that one year went like one and 15. Right. So, but yeah, I think I'm more impressed with the the Lions though. Oh, absolutely. Matthew Stafford is just playing unbelievable. Uh, their defense looks good, and uh, what a turnaround! You know, three years ago they didn't win a game in the whole season, and now they look like a playoff contender. All right, sticking to NFL Week 2, another surprising story. The I guess locally we can talk about this. The Washington Redskins sneak one out against 
Arizona Cardinals 22-21. Rex Grossman, definitely a comeback player of the year, if there is such an award. Possibly. Looks like uh, his old tough when he brought the Bears to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and um, I guess another, and one, I guess I okay, congrats to your Pats winning, by the way, getting a solid win against the Chargers. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, we, <clears throat> another blowout, and uh, get to play the Buffalo Bills this week. So, so Brady went off for 423 yards. He's on pace for 9,000 yards. Yeah, I was gonna say he's. I read, I read the other day he's on pace to break Dan Marino's. I think by double. Most passing yards <laughs> in a season. I'm so. sure that won't keep up, but. Uh, yeah, I think the closest quarterback since that was Drew Brees a few years ago. To get over 5,000? or He ended up like 200 short or something like that. But still, just amazing numbers by Brady. We'll definitely talk about week three in a moment. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys actually survived <clears throat> winning in overtime against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. The city of Dallas is not in flames this week, so well. nice to see... At least yet. <laughs> They're a little worried about uh, that Romo rib. Yeah, I was going to say, the whole, yeah, Tony Romo's definitely been the big talk in, the, in I guess, in all the fantasy football world because you don't know if he's healthy or what game mm-hmm. he's going to show up with. But apparently they play the Redskins this week. And D'Angelo Hall was talking some smack, saying, I want cornerback blitzes, I want to go after him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of the game. You want You want to hurt the quarterback. You know, you don't want to end the season, but you want to hit him as hard as you can. And uh, I think that's just old-fashioned football. All right, another big discussion for last week, the Giants-St. Louis. Uh, the big talk that we, we posted a video on our Facebook uh, Facebook site about the about two uh, NY Giant players faking injuries when Sam Bradford and the Rams were trying to run that no huddle. Yeah. They ended, I think they ended up on the 8-yard line, 5-yard line, or something like that, and... Those fake injuries stopped that stopped the flow of the hurry up offense, and the Rams ended up resulting in a field goal. What are your thoughts on that? The whole faking injury kind of thing. It's honestly despicable. Uh, the NFL is already looking into it for fines and suspensions if you do if uh, players do do this. This is the type of stuff they do in like soccer. Like this is I know, soccer. right? Yeah. This is football. All right. Like, get up, ice yourself off if you want, and get back on the field. It's ridiculous, yeah, because you usually. I mean, yeah, because you see it in soccer all the time, but I think in football it's worse. And just watching the video, you can see that he really just fell down. Yeah, honestly, it was it was, it was crazy, stupid. All right, more from week two. A big story, Chris Johnson, everyone's huge fantasy pick running back for the Tennessee Titans, failed to get another 100-yard game. He has ever since signing that multi-million dollar contract he's failed to get 100 yards once this season is he will he turn it around or is this just a bad year for you know, Mr. Goldteeth I think he'll he'll turn it around a little bit you're not going to see the same season that he had last year or the year before but uh, you know his offensive line is, is pretty miserable um, and his team is uh, actually, they won last week, but I don't know. I think Chris Johnson will turn it around. Uh, fantasy owners, I would not release him. Uh, maybe you know, Keep him, yeah. maybe put him on a bench for a week. Um, but yeah, he's, he'll turn it around. He'll put up some numbers. Do you think NFL running backs? I mean, quarterbacks are a position you could definitely see consistency through the year. I think with running backs, it varies because yeah, absolutely. Foster this year, not having as big of a year as he did last year. Charles, 
and yeah. they're getting hurt. There's just too many factors around running backs that teams can um, cater to. Like, you know, they, they'll cater their defense just to the running back's game, uh, stuff like that, the offensive line, obviously. And, uh, yeah, running backs don't have it too easy in the NFL. Big story also, fantasy-wise, Michael Vick ended up getting a concussion last week against the Atlanta Falcons, who actually picked up the win. But it makes you wonder, though, he's starting this week, he's cleared. Is it a smart choice to play him? Um, yeah, I think it is. You know, you really have nothing to lose. Um, and, you know, when he puts up 200 yards and three touchdowns, you'll be kicking yourself. <laughs> yeah, even against the Giants should be a good game. Also, one last thing before we sort of segue into week three. Cam Newton, I guess one of the biggest talked about stories this year. Uh, no, what's the thing that rookies go through? OLT. Rookie hazing? No, the... They go through something. The NFL had to like shorten because of the lockout. It's like rookie rookie camp. camp? Oh, okay. I, I guess yeah. Or like the optional workout things that right. canceled. Didn't go through any of those, and yet he's of course not. He's combined for 800 yards plus in his two starts. Is he for real? Because I don't think so. I figure that defenses, you know, don't have scouting on him. They don't know what to expect. If you're asking if he's going to put up 400 yards a game each game, no. But I think, you know, he just proves himself two games in a row. I think he is a very good quarterback. He's got, obviously going to have ups and downs. He's on a very bad team. But, uh, you know, he also did throw uh, six picks in those two games. I was just saying, also they're 0-2. So oh, it's yeah, not like they're 0-2. It's not like he's leading them to victory. Guess, yeah. All right, rolling into week three. Uh, big games definitely watch out for. 2-0 versus 2-0, the Pats and the Bills. Buffalo being the, one of the surprising stories along with the Detroit Lions, how they've averaged over 30, 35 points a game. Of course, you go up against a Pats team that I'd say a pretty solid defense. They, they can definitely match them offense for offense. It's just, do you think the Patriots' defense that has given up so many passing yards in the past? Yeah, you know, they've had Fitzpatrick's number for the past year now. Uh, he's a smart Harvard, Harvard dude, but... Uh, I was going to say, this is... They're on a, they have a streak where they've won 15 games in a row against Buffalo. Against Buffalo? I, I think I remember that one loss in 2004, but that was the first game of the season. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I see the Patriots rolling through them, maybe giving up some points, but uh, <coughs> they can't match the Patriots' offense. All right, and uh, another big game to watch out for, the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. This week, Jake Cutler definitely getting a lot of flack from... Obviously, the Chicago media saying that his O-line doesn't give him enough protection and how he's always getting sacked, throwing picks. Of course, he's playing against a Green Bay defense, defending right. Super Bowl champs. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. They're, they're spoiling my, my Bears' trip to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, Jay Cutler's a drama queen, obviously. He can't stay out of the media, but he's got he's just got to play better. There's really no excuses. He's their starting quarterback. I don't, my favorite also is how uh, Sunday Night Football is Indianapolis versus Pittsburgh. I'm guessing when Indy Dick, versus Pittsburgh. Wow. Dick Eversall was, before he resigned, as uh, head producer of NBC Sports, thinking, oh, Manning versus Roethlisberger. Exactly, that's good. what they were thinking. Huge but. turnaround, though. The Indianapolis Colts, they actually hey, might be a team. That Kerry Collins isn't a, isn't a slush, all right? Give him some credit. I'll say he's not very good. <laughs> no, he's not. I'm kidding. Is this ten, I think he's 10 years up. He's not someone that can lead a team. When your beard is fully gray, it's time to retire. Ask Brett Favre. Yeah, I was going to say, where is he now? But yes, uh, speaking of quarterbacks that 
I'd say, are pretty much done. Donovan McNabb. Didn't he pass for like 19 yards last game or something? Uh, his first game of the season at 39. Oh, okay. And no idea what he did last game. But still. I don't think it was any better. This is his third team in three years. I think he's done. Do you think? I think he should retire at the end of this year. Do, did he sign a one-year contract? Yeah. One-year contract? Yeah. I, I mean, who's going to resign him after this, this terrible start? Unless he turns it around, you never know. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's pathetic. I'm sure Eagles fans are laughing though. Yeah, I know, right? Because look at them. But I still, I can't. The, the whole Vic thing. It's it's not that it's skeptical, but it goes against the Giants' defense that do the same thing that D'Angelo Hall wanted to go after a quarterback that's yeah. Sort of. I mean, he's knocks coming off a concussion, and it's dangerous. All right, but that will do it for our our NFL coverage for the week. Uh, if you have any other comments, stuff that we miss, call in. Toll free, two zero two eight eight five eight seven zero zero. Talk about football. If you just want to give a shout out to anyone, say a team sucks or whatnot. Phone lines are open, so we'll take a music break. We'll come back. We'll talk about college football uh, prep for that week. Big things for uh, conference realignments that are the ongoing theme of this show, which we'll also get to later in the show. Baseball wild card race and much more. You are listening to Fanatic Radio on WVAU.
be a number one song spinning all day long and over again and over again and over again To bring you the special message about the forecast The future's cloudy and it's raining on the poor class Roads and pieces closed, heavy traffic on the warpath Love is balling on the budget The military says it's gonna need more cash To keep fighting for your gas Keep us in our hoods and hope we never explore past Stay inside of your half Believe the lies you learned in your class That there's no treasure in your trash And a ceiling has the same feeling that the floor has And that's where you should stay This is what they play Over again, and over again, and over again
Yes, it would be cool, it could be true. Stop running around in circles off of what be fuel. Living them lies, eventually believing it's true. A lot of people here for us, one could be you. It's outrageous and they just say nothing to save us. An ocean of brown fists and various flavors. A favor for a favor, man, this is amazing. Tell me what you would do with no phones or pages. No kinkos, no FedEx, and no ATM. What you going to do when the police day begins? Well, it already began, but I guess it depends on what's really going on. Military target practicing. They finna write another Patriot Act again. The days are short, the nights are long. The fight goes on, the pistols and the pipes are drawn. Come on. Okay, so which one tasted better? Uh, Steve. Yeah, the guy. With Lisa, I only tasted peanut butter and chocolate. Lisa had just eaten a peanut butter cup. But with Steve, I tasted something more. It was peanut butter and uh, Snickers. You're right. Steve had just eaten Snickers peanut butter squared. Steve was delicious. Yeah. I'd love another taste. Oh, certainly. Eat both squares, please. If you like peanut butter and chocolate, you'll love peanut butter and Snickers. Try new Snickers peanut butter squared.
song goes out to all the uh, Boston fans out there. This is usually the uh, intro theme to the Boston Celtics games. Either that or just normal random history that I know. But uh, NBA stuff real quick. It's lockout still looming. Uh, they announced the NBA announced this week that they would cancel some of the uh, cancel some training camp or cancel training camp as well as some preseason games. So uh, does not look well for NBA fans or the league out there. But once again, Fnatic Radio on WVAU.org. Go to facebookcom slash Radio, Like the page to get uh, extra insight and scoop stuff that we didn't cover during the show that happens during the week. Uh, once again, phone lines are open, 202-885-8700. Call in to discuss anything on your, what's on your mind. Uh, co-host Dan Goldman will be back soon, out attending to some business. We'll go ahead and talk about college football, though. Uh, quick little clip I want to play. This uh, We'll play it first, then get the reaction and tell you what, what it means uh, later. Of black, I knew that I knew that we had finally got those jerseys in. You know, every week, somebody's like, "Oh, maybe this is the week we'd get black jerseys." But it's just one of those things where everybody knows there's no way we're getting that, you know. So we even talked to Coach Grooms during the pregame meal about uh, about the black jerseys, and you know, he's just like, "Oh, you know, maybe next year or something like that." I mean, we asked about it a lot, but like me personally, I never I never figured that they'll actually like you know get the jerseys or get the pants or get the uniforms. And for them to be all black and like you know as clean as they was, I, I was very excited. Alright, once again, that was the University of Ohio, the Bobcats playing the uh, the MAC. They that was their reaction of when they actually got new uniforms. Don't know the exact year. It's first time in a long time. Russell Athletic helped out with getting them all black jerseys, and as you can see, they absolutely went ape. Uh, it was actually shown to me by by Dan, and definitely segues perfectly into our college football conversation. Obviously, University of Maryland brought the uniforms, and then Nike helped out with uh, Georgia, Boise State, even the University of Miami. Uh, for college football, uh, I already talked about the LSU-Mississippi State game. They won. Number one, Oklahoma went into Doak Campbell Stadium. Saturday night ended up knocking off the Florida State Seminoles, which... Ended up proving to be a big, big game, big matchup among top five teams because Florida State and Oklahoma was seemingly evenly matched. Uh, it was 13 to three at halftime. Florida State came back 13-6, sort of another touchdown, 13 all. But the surprising story was um, EJ Manuel went out early with it was a rib injury. Shoulder injury, something like that, ended up winning out a true freshman quarterback. 
stepped up and depleting the Seminoles' charge. But watching the game, I knew that the Florida State side would definitely end up throwing an interception, and they did. Oklahoma ended up scoring on the other end several plays later, winning 23-13, which proves to be a big big factor knowing the number one team struggles a little bit on the road, but then again, that is the world of college football. Uh, Stanford, my boy Andrew Luck, threw for 325 yards, still hoping he's the number one pick. The Kansas City Chiefs could pick him up. Uh, Wisconsin, a team I definitely mentioned in the past as a threat to contend for the title one, 49-7. Oklahoma State, Texas A&M both picked up victories. Uh, surprising victory, number 10, South Carolina survived Navy, winning 24-21. to Marcus Lattimore, 246 yards for the sophomore. One of the players that I definitely lobby for, for a Heisman Trophy. Also, Nebraska-Washington, funny again. This is a ghost. shout-out to Micah Potashnik. The Huskies kept it relatively close, trailed 20-17 to at halftime, and then the third quarter took a huge swing as there was a halo infraction. The Huskers ended up scoring on the other end. And a funny play where there was a sophomore and a freshman returning a kickoff after Nebraska had scored. And it bounces off the hand of one player. And as one player tries to scoop it up, failed to do so. And Nebraska ended up getting it at the one where Rex Burkhead ran for a another touchdown. Slusker's so now 3-0. and uh, Notre Dame ends up getting their first win of the season, knocking off Michigan State 31-13. to Surprisingly, it was only their first win. Tough schedule, nonetheless. Uh, the ineligible down in Miami. The Hurricanes won 24-6. First time that Ja'Cory Harris was back under center for the Canes, which definitely could seem like a threat. 1-1, one and one, but as soon as they enter ACC's play, they have Virginia Tech, Boston College, Florida State teams definitely can contend for the ACC title. But I like Miami, very physical. And obviously Ohio State, nothing without Terrell Pryor. Uh, Clemson knocks off number 21, Auburn, which Clemson could be a big team also to run the table in the ACC. So look out for it for that. But uh, Dan, did you get a chance to watch any... College football over the weekend. Watched the uh, Cincinnati game last night. Yeah, did I did not watch that. How was it? Uh, you know, uh, it was a blowout pretty much. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a fun game to watch. Big offenses there. Yeah, I guess that's the way. Uh, I feel like that's the ongoing theme of football. Our offense just pretty much yeah. dominates everything. Uh, looking at the games this week, a uh, big one. On ABC, number two, LSU versus number 16, West Virginia. This is actually the first time this year LSU goes north. Well, I mean, I guess West Virginia is north to them. I mean, they played Mississippi State. They played in Dallas. But um, I don't want to say, like, actually, actual north. I don't want to say, like, the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's actually a, uh, a tr- uh, another big road test for LSU. I've yet to play a game in... Baton Rouge, so it'd be interesting to see what happens in that game. Arkansas, Alabama. On paper, it looks like these teams are relatively even, but I think Trent Richardson, Alabama, is a team that could easily roll this game. The game is in Tuscaloosa. 
Uh, another matchup that most people would overlook, but I guess I'll tune in either way. Oklahoma State, Texas A&M. This team, these teams are seven and eight respectively. Don't understand how these two teams are in the top twenty-five, but somehow, some way, I guess it's how the Big Twelve rolls. It's in Texas A&M, so it'd be interesting to see how Oklahoma State handles uh, the twelfth man of the maroon for A&M, and then Florida State plays Clemson, a Clemson team. Coming off a big win, Florida State coming off a big loss, so it'd be interesting to see how both those teams bounce back. But yeah, any other college football games you're looking forward to? It pretty much uh, covers it. Florida playing, obviously, as you mentioned. And uh, you said Notre Dame got their second, uh, their first win of the season. Oh, finally! What do you know about that? I know, I feel like it's nothing to be proud of, but uh, the game that Dan watched last night, 44 to 14. Yeah. Cincinnati did win. Of course, also for uh, college football, Big 12 and then-Commissioner Dan Beebe parted ways yesterday, meeting in Dallas. The univer- all the university's presidents asked for Beebe's resignation, and he did, as former Big 8 Commissioner Chuck Neas will step in as interim commissioner. What are your thoughts on the whole Big 12 scenario? Honestly, things are changing every hour. There's shifts every, like, two seconds. So, I mean, it's impossible to catch up with. But, uh, I mean, kind of messy right now. It'll be interesting next year to uh, see all these new teams and new conferences and what teams won't be in any conferences. Yeah, we'll definitely have more on conference stuff at the end of the show. It is our... I guess I don't want to spoil it, but it is our final thought because we will mention how the ACC got some new teams and pretty much what the face of college football and college sports will look like in just a matter of years. It's funny, uh, I showed, I played the fans, the, uh, the listeners, a clip of that Ohio University. Oh, right. That thing. What are your, what are your whole thoughts on that? I've never seen someone so excited for a jersey. <laughs> like, I wonder what the... Maryland players did when they saw their jerseys, but uh, yeah, I mean, pretty cool jerseys and pretty cool video too. I think but, it's uh, just funny though how guys are rolling over the floor. I mean, just for a jersey, uniform, like yeah. okay, it's not like it's gonna win you a bowl game or anything, but you never know. Yeah, I can only imagine seeing uh, American University do that. Oh yeah, their football team, they're crazy. Still guys. undefeated, yeah. Still well, undefeated. Not the football team, but like. If like, uh, I don't know, our basketball, basketball team got yeah. some ridiculous jerseys. Yeah, well, I know, so our soccer, our men's soccer team does that actually. We, they've had a new combi- a different combination of uniform. I know, like, and they played George Washington at the D.C. College Cup. They wore red, red, sh- uh, red jersey, white pants, blue socks. And then when they played George Mason that Saturday night, they wore blue jersey, red pants, uh. and then they wore an all white. They've won. They, they, I guess. I mean, I like. I like it how they just you mix and match. Nice combination of red, white, and blue. I was gonna say you can only come up with so many though. Exactly. It's not like Maryland. We can come with turtle print. Yeah. And the Maryland flag. Sponsored by Under Armour. But yeah, um, three oh three is the time. Don't forget, we still have the phone lines open two zero two eight eight five. Don't be scared to call 8700 in. Eight seven zero zero. If you want to call in, not if, please. <laughs> do it. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll take 
one final music break, and then we'll end the show with loads of baseball and interesting stuff about, I guess, fighting, if you can lump that all in. Lots of fighting. <laughs> Actually, no, yeah, we'll we'll get to that now. We'll, we'll say baseball best for last, but um, coming up this week, or I guess last weekend, on Saturday, uh, Floyd May- uh, Money Mayweather fought... I don't know his last for Daniel Ortiz. Victor name? Ortiz. Victor Ortiz, uh, the MGM Grand. And did you get a chance to watch that? I couldn't. I did. I watched it. I couldn't find it. It was on HBO, wasn't it? Yeah, you had to pay for it, but I illegally downloaded it. <laughs> really? Yeah. And hooked it up to our big screen, so we watched. Yeah. It. Uh, what, what, I saw clips of it though. What, what were your initial reactions on that? I mean, I was really pissed because that was a great fight. You know, the first two rounds Mayweather dominated, and then the next round. Ortiz just went off and almost actually KO'd uh, Mayweather, but just missed by a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it, it was going to be a tie score after the judges' table um, after that round. But then... Fourth round, I think, was what they were? Yeah. Round. Yeah. But then uh, at the end of the round, Ortiz got a little rowdy and uh, actually headbutted. It was a little headbutt. It was definitely intentional, but it wasn't anything too dirty. And he headbutted Mayweather. Um and, you know, he was very sorry. He said his, he said he was sorry, which was good. Then he'd keep fighting. But then at the beginning of the next round, he went back over to him and tried to hug him. And I kind of like to do the thing where they touch a glove. Right. And After he touched his glove, he tried to hug him and say, I'm sorry. You're in the middle of a boxing match. It's like, come on, dude, be, be professional. Uh, don't, you're not hugging people in the middle of the boxing ring. And that was after the bell rang, so Mayweather just took two two jabs at him and knocked him out. And yeah, I was like... Left hook completely knocked him out. You know, KO. people people were giving criticizing him for that, and yeah, it was legal. But at the same time, any boxer with any ethics at all would wait till his gloves were up to punch him. But this is Floyd Mayweather. He has no ethics at all. Uh, he is a scumbag, and that's so that's what he did. That's how he won. Yeah. Uh, so I guess of course it's in the it's in the rules though, where you know technically yes, it wasn't illegal. Yeah, from a, from a technical like standpoint, it was. I mean. Don't blame him. Then did you see what like, he did after the match during his interview? Did not. I watched a little bit of his interview saying like... Uh, Larry Merchant, a very legendary boxing commentator, was interviewing him and Mayweather just went off on him saying HBO should fire him for not knowing anything about boxing. And Larry Merchant came up with a great quote right back at him. He says, if I was 50 years younger, I'd kick your ass. And uh, yeah, Mayweather was just just a head case that night. It makes you really want to see a Pacquiao Mayweather fight. That's what that's what he was talking about. That's why I got so pissed. Yeah. But yeah, until Mayweather will fight Pacquiao, I have no respect for him. I watched. I saw Pacquiao the other day. He's on uh, Tosh Point He punched Daniel. Took a Daniel. The comedian Daniel Tosh wanted to see if he could withstand a right hook from the pound for pound best boxer in the world. To the face. Yeah, to the jaw. Oh man. He actually took it. Yeah, he got got back up. It was. It was pretty funny, though. Wow, good for him. I could not do that. But yeah, I definitely want to see that fight, though. That would be... Because boxing is in such a bad state right now. Yeah. And if they ever did that, you know, that would... To say, I was, I was reading the, the numbers for it the other day. Apparently, each boxer would get $40 million each if yeah. the fight were to go down. Not that they care about the money, but for boxing in general. That would be the biggest fight in the past 20 years. Yeah, it's also... Tyson. Pacquiao's scheduled a fight in November... Against yeah, um, nobody. Juan, Juan Marquez, some like Mexican yeah. boxer. Which apparently he's, I think he's number six for the whole pound for pound thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's be the number one and two boxer fight. Uh, speaking of fighting though, for those UFC fans out there, yeah. Uh, 
2% we have. Um, I guess it is significant. I don't really follow UFC a lot. The only uh, MMA UFC thing I've seen is Kimbo Slice and UFC 100, which I guess is a significant thing, but uh, Brock Lesnar ends up winning it. Uh, right. This is UFC 35, or 135, which is, is it puts John Jones, who is the youngest, I guess, winner, UFC winner champion at 23 years old, going up against the infamous Quentin Rampage Jackson, who actually played Mr. T in mm-hmm. the uh, the AT movie. So here's a, a little preview for that. Definitely had a lot of emotion going into that fight. Yeah, wow. Is Gus uh, Johnson announcing that? I don't know. It's on. Uh, it's on HBO. It's not on Spike. Oh, okay. She's so mad. Yeah. Quick shout out to Gus Johnson. Truly, truly miss him. Still haven't heard him doing any NFL games, by the way. Yeah. It's. It's a shame. Just listen to that Batista Batista clip a couple times a week, and you'll be fine. But yeah, do you see any significance in this fight? Yeah, I mean, this is. This is an organization that's still trying to get a fan base going. Um, Apparently, in like uh, in Sports Business Journal, the social media like polls, UFC is like number two behind the NFL with getting fans interacted through the social media thing. So I guess yeah, I mean they're definitely a, a current modern day sport, and um, yeah, I mean I I don't watch it that much, but I can see how kids kids uh, enjoy watching this. Especially with personalities, it's like a step under wrestling since it's real. <laughs> yeah, as actual, uh, uh, okay. I guess if you didn't cast the beginning of that, you had Rampage Jackson screaming, "I want my belt back." I guess last loss was to Rashard Evans in the unanimous decision, UFC 114. So he's gone. I'm trying to do quick math in my head. It's 23, 2021. 20, UFC fights without winning, or with winning, but John Jones hasn't lost, so right. I guess whoever wins this takes over the heavyweight title. Yeah. I don't uh. know. Not a UFC. If any if any of you listening as a UFC fan and want to call in, please explain to us, uh, I guess, the significance of this fight or what it actually means. But, please. yeah, I, I, I'm pumped for it, though. Saturday, it's Saturday night. I guess it's it's sort of fight week. Yeah. Mayweather, and then you have Bones Jones versus Rampage Jackson. So it's all that good stuff. But yep, stay with us. Don't forget, phone the phone is up, phone lines are open two zero two eight eight five eight seven zero zero. Facebook dot com slash Fanatic Radio. Listening to Fanatic Radio on WVAU. We'll be back with um, baseball and other interesting tidbits, as well as our final thought.
take his cool off uh boy Radio here on WVAU. Cutting our music break short. Got our first caller. Welcome to the show. Hi, this is Noah. Are you there? Hi, this is Noah Salt Benjamin. I'd like to talk about the the Yankees winning the ALEs. Oh, we can't. We can't hear it. Hello. technical difficulties at the moment. Yeah, I know. Uh, once again, it's uh, WVAU.org. Call in, call in at uh, 202-885-8700. Sorry that last call. This is our, it's our first rodeo, I guess you could say. <laughs> Just trying to figure figure stuff out. <laughs> yeah, trying to um, get everything right. But um, I guess while we wait for the... If if they want to call back, if not, we just lost. Oh, okay, here we go. Got call on line one. Um, what's up, everyone? What's up? Welcome to Fanatic Radio. Hi, this is Noah Benjamin. I think I got disconnected before. Hello. You can. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello, uh, I can hear you. What's so up? So I'd like to... Hello? Hello? I'd still like there? to talk about the Yankees. Talk about the Yankees. Yes, we're actually getting to our baseball segment. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about the Yankees. Do uh, any questions about the Yankees? Or? Well, I mean, uh, big props to Mariano Rivera getting his... Yeah, I, I was happy about that. I really love Mariano Rivera. He's a true mensch. That's true. Yeah, he's uh, definitely definitely the greatest closer of all time. I mean, I guess we can put him up as one of the greatest pitchers because of the role he serves, the clutch Absolutely. postseason ERA. Two World Series MVPs. Yeah, I was very happy. I really don't like the Red Sox. I was glad to see them lose. 
Especially after my roommate Goldman flipped my bed. I don't know, Goldman. Goldman's got some. Uh, Goldman's got some trash talk. Anything? Anything to back that up? Yeah, the the Rays Angels slowly closing in on the uh, wild card. Yeah, uh, two and a half games now, six to play, and uh, we got to go to Yankee Stadium this weekend. But I mean, they're just playing their Triple A team, so. Okay, uh, to our caller, do you think they'll choke? Do you think the uh, Red Sox will choke and lose uh, their spot in the wild card? I mean, the Red Sox are really going downhill. They really couldn't give it to Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't look that great. Not like my Yankees and my Giants. I mean, even though I'm from Boston, I'm a true, I'm a true Yankees fan. I know, yeah. Also, uh, I guess a big conversation also, who's the greatest Yankee of all time? Would be Rivera or Derek Jeter? Um, I wouldn't... Yeah, I mean, that's honestly, he, that's a debate that for any other team, you could easily pick someone up. For the Yankees, there's just so many people, like Lou Gehrig, Roger Maris, Babe Ruth, the list goes on. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess right now, since I witnessed Rivera, I would say Rivera, but, I mean, I'm sure... Let's say, Jeter's the only only Yankee to get 3,000 hits, though. Caller, what do you think? Who's the greatest Yankee of all time? I don't know. I, I, like, I like Derry Jeter. I mean, personally, I wish we had a good Jew on the team. But, I mean, Jews aren't that great at sports. You only get one every ten years. Well, who, do you, who in your opinion is the greatest, greatest Jewish athlete out there? I, I like Brett Lieberthal. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Lieberthal is a good player. Uh, what about Kevin Euclid? He's Jewish. No. That's too much. He's he's a he's a Red Sox. That is true. Uh, I I can't have that. Mike Lieber thought he was a good player on the Philly. He once said his favorite food was masa ball soup. <laughs> All right, I'm guessing it's a pregame meal. I have no idea. And that's also the favorite food in my face. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, any final thoughts, caller, before we let you go? Yeah, I'd like to talk about Green Bay. My fantasy team's not doing that well. Should who's, I pick up the clue? Who's your Who's your quarterback? What? Who's your quarterback on your fantasy team? My quarterback is Peyton Manning, so I didn't release him, so I picked up Cam Newton. Cam but I'm thinking Newton. if I should pick up John Toon. John Toon over Cam Newton. He's a, he's a good running back, isn't he? It's not a I don't know. Toon can really run. I keep, I keep Newton, though. All right, caller, thank you for your All right, your yeah, congrats, congratulations for being our first caller on FNAC Radio. Thank you, thank you. Thanks can for your you time. Tell my roommate, Goldman, not to flip my bed anymore. All it's right. really frustrating to flip my bed after that one beer. <laughs> All right, will do. All right, thanks, thanks again for calling in the show. Thanks. <laughs> I'm guessing you knew who that was. I had no idea who that was, honestly. That was... A treat. See, well, you can get more of that if you call into this show. Well, that not entertaining, folks? All you have to do is call in. 202-885-8700. Phone lines are open. Go to facebook.com slash FNAC radio. Get more info on the show. But, yeah, baseball in general. Um, crazy, crazy uh, playoff race coming up. That's our uh, quick little baseball update. Here. No, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, 
Oh, here we go. Got a another call in the house. So dope. All right, hey, what's up? Uh, thank you for calling in. You're on Fnatic Radio. Hi, this is Keith Rosenberg. I was wondering if we could talk about the Phillies. Of course. You have got any questions or opinions? Hold on, I think we should. I think we should save this moment. We are great. The Phillies have been playing because they they've been losing the last five games, and that's a Phillies thing. It's very disappointing to see my team go down at the end of the year like this. It's a very important time to gain momentum, and we are not getting it. That is true. They did clinch, though, so I guess you can enjoy the fact that we're actually in the playoffs. My Rangers are still fighting for that spot. We are five games ahead of the Angels, but... I mean, the Phillies really have nothing to lose. I'm sure they're just playing their AAA team as well. I mean, the real question here is... What is your opinion on anal? Um, yeah, I mean the Phillies will be fine. <laughs> Best pitching in the league. Uh, but yeah, the thing is, uh, Arizona Arizona Diamondbacks, they possibly possibly will be the team they will face in that that first round. Definitely a that'll be a good the dream series. team of the uh, season. Not a dream team, but like the feel good story of the year. Yeah, they have that uh, really good young pitcher. It was 21, I forget his name, though. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... Still have Brandon Webb? No, they do not have Brandon Webb. It's like the one pitcher I knew on that played yeah. on that team, yeah. But, uh, no, they have a great ace, uh, stellar offense, and um, I don't see him beating the Phillies, obviously, but it, hopefully, you know, they can make it a good series. Right, also the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, definitely, not, I was saying collapsing, but their chances are slowly slipping away from this wild card spot. Let's look at it. Games above the Braves are there. Floyd win for that wild card. They are actually. Oh, they're two behind the Braves. Anything could happen, though. But yep, we got another uh, another caller here. What's up? Welcome to the show. You're on Fanatic Radio. Anybody there? Make sure to turn your radio down. I thought they say. The right other DJ yeah. would say. If you're in the car, turn your radio down. Alright, well, lost call, never heard anyone. I can't actually getting calls with this show, though. Thank you for those that are calling yeah. in. Don't forget, 202-885-8700. Call. We're currently talking about the wild card race and what's going to happen. How many games are left? Like Six games. Six games. Teams. Yeah, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. As of now, we have the Phillies, Yankees, and the Tigers currently in. We have Milwaukee leading the Cardinals by five games in the division, the Rangers leading by five games in their division, and the Diamondbacks six games ahead of the uh, San Francisco Giants, who actually are trying to make another run to get back into the playoffs. What's up? We got another caller. You are on Fanatic Radio. Hi, this is Noah Benjamin again calling. How's it going, Noah? It's going well. I just came out of my chemistry test, and I was thinking to myself, what if, what, what if, what if what? He hung up. (laughs) All right, well. That's good, though. Coming out of class, uh, still got time to tune in to Fanatic Radio, 2 to 4 on Fridays. 
Don't forget, log on to, I guess the, the thing is simple, go to www.wvau.org, click on the, well, during our show from 2 to 4 on Fridays, click on the upper right icon that says listen now, and I guess all you need to do is uh, have Flash Player, you can play it through your iTunes, listen to Dan Goldman and myself every Friday, talk about the world of sports, currently talking about baseball wildcard playoff, six games left. We have the Rays two games behind the Red Sox and the Angels three games behind the Red Sox. And as Dan mentioned earlier, Boston going into New York to mm-hmm. play the Yankees. Yeah, it's a pretty much do or die series now. Oh, we got another caller. Got another caller. What's up? You're on Fanatic Radio. Hello? Make sure you turn your radio down. Hello. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the show. Hey, am I in the air? Yes, you are. Hey, I want to talk about the Red Sox. Talk about the Red Sox. What's on your mind? What do you think? Uh, who do you think's responsible for the uh, meltdown? You think the manager Francona, who manages day to day, or you think it's uh, Theo, the man, the uh, general manager? Coleman. He's the guy who did or did not get the free agents and is responsible for the rosters. Well, obviously, you know, no one can help injuries, and uh, that's what has happened to the Red Sox starting pitching. They uh, lost their number three pitcher in Buckholz for ultimately the whole season. And um, I would blame Theo for the John Lackey signing, though, signing him to five years, $80 million. And he has just had a horrific season uh, with a plus six ERA, uh, 13 losses, and uh, just no Boston fan can trust him in the playoffs. But, I mean, for to put the blame on someone, it's got to be the pitching in general. You know, there's nothing that Francona can do about what pitching he has. But when you're starting pitching just isn't delivering, then it's hard to win. And, uh, you know, the hitting's been there, obviously. But in order for this team to even make the playoffs, never mind go far in the playoffs, then they need Beckett and Lester to start, you know, pitching lights out like they should yeah, be. Yeah, is, is, uh, is this Dan Goldman? Yes, the word and only. Hey, Dan. Um, well, don't you think it, it's incumbent on management some way, somehow, to see the writing on the wall and before the free agency ended to bolster the pitching staff? Yeah, and, uh, you know, that's actually what Epstein, the story just came out that Theo tried to get uh, Capuano from the Mets before the free agent uh, deadline, and he wasn't able to do so. But, I mean, the Red Sox collapse really just started in September after all the deadlines. So, you know, they had no idea that pitching was really going to be too much of an issue for them. You know, they had Bard and Pavlovon being light, going lights out, and now they're blowing games. So, I mean, they really didn't know. They always try to make moves. Uh, they didn't this this season. But, I mean, yeah, right now they're just uh, putting all their eggs in the pitching basket and seeing what's going to happen. Yep. I understand. Hey, hey, Dan, I heard your father's an alumnus. He, I knew him. He's a great guy. He is. He's a legend at American University. You really? Your dad went to AU? Yeah. How about that? I'm the first in my family. Oh, yeah. Hey, good luck, guys. Thanks for the comments. All right. Thanks All right, for thank calling you. in. That's once again uh, 202-885-8700. Phone lines are open. Currently talking about uh, baseball playoff scenarios of what's going to happen. Goldman's Red Sox in do-or-die need, as he has mentioned before, has the Rays nipping at the heels. 
as well as the Angels. Well, the Angels did lose last night. I saw that. They did, so they're pretty much out of it. But the yeah, because I mean, shout out to the uh, my Texas Rangers for being able to hold them off. Got another caller. What's up? Welcome to the show. You are on Fanatic Radio. Hi, they uh they call me the Bobble. Uh, I wanted to talk about change it up a little and talking about hockey. Talking about hockey, yeah. Right, we got a few minutes for that. Okay. Uh, so listen. So I'm I'm watching the the sports last night, and I see uh, on ESPN that a banana was thrown at the Flyers player. I did. See I was that. really surprised by this and angered. Like, well, what are your thoughts on this? It is preseason. I don't know, Dan. You're the big hockey expert. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean. Cheap shot of the back, I think is what it was. Uh, yeah. You go into you go into the Montreal um, stadium and and that's a uh, oh my I can't hear myself. That's a <laughs> that's a brutal place to play. But um yeah you're gonna get things thrown at you pretty often. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's right. You guys love hockey for that though. You guess I mean I guess you have the Cleveland Browns throwing dog biscuits at John yeah. Elway, but there's no other sport though where fans get. I get soccer Philly, back to your Philly fans sometimes throw stuff, but uh well, yeah. I mean what I mean the real thing is. I've never seen this kind of racism in the hockey before. You know, it upsets me. It has it has this as has been prevalent in the past. Well, you know, hockey is a predominantly white sport, but um, you know, <laughs> the player was African American, and um, I don't know, maybe racial profiling was happening there. But that's just disgusting. And anyone, anyone who racial who does <laughs> racial profiling is just a disgusting person. So. That's all I got to say. No, I agree. I agree. I'm happy you do, too. Yes, so sir. How do you think, uh, how do you think it's going to turn out this year? Do you think the Flyers are going to do anything with the huge roster changes? or? We'll definitely have our NHL analyst, uh, Corey Ward, in the studio next week to talk about all that as hockey season is slowly approaching. Yes, he will give you all his predictions and analysis and more. You definitely call in again, ask him. I would love to call Corey Ward. All right, call in next week. Thanks for calling. All right, thanks for calling in. No problem. All right, so I guess that pretty much wraps up our baseball conversation. Mm-hmm. Red Sox are in trouble. They have a few games left to sort it out. The Rays did win last night, though. Did they? Rays won last night. Rays so won two last games night. Now. Yep, so two we games Angels... So I guess to wrap everything up for the baseball scenario, National League-wise, unless if unless if St. Louis can pull something out of the uh, magic hat of of baseball to try to get a couple of wins, they do have the Cubs and the Astros though. So you wonder if the Cardinals will actually catch up to the Braves playing the worst teams in their division. Yeah, I mean I. I don't see the Cardinals doing that, but uh, you know they're still got something to play for. I mean, it's lucky for them they're playing the worst, or pretty much the worst team in the league, and then the yeah, hel- that helps their the scenario. Cubs. Of course, you see the Cubs sort of winning a couple of those games just because how big that rivalry right. is, and also in the American League, I guess I, I can see the Red Sox holding on because usually, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, knowing much of the history of Yankees, Red Sox, obviously not not being from there, but. Going into New York, you think you have all you know all cards on the table. They'll go all out to try to win these games. Yeah, I'm sure Yankees fans would love to see them uh, knock the Red Sox out of the playoffs. All right, so yeah, that is our baseball. 
with our baseball coverage. Uh, stay with us so you come back from a music break. We will talk about AO Athletics' big events going on this weekend, including volleyball games tonight against Bucknell, as well as uh, soccer doubleheader. And interesting stuff. For, uh, we'll also talk about the movie Moneyball coming out today, or I guess tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan was fortunate enough to see it, so we'll have like a little review on that. Also, our final thought, but stay with us. You're listening to Fnatic Radio on WVAU.
ironic is as we return back to the show we have another caller what's up you're on fanatic radio hi i want your opinion of if you think the red sox are going to make the playoffs will the red sox make the playoffs well i guess the last segment we ended with saying yes it's uh i guess for me i mean it'd be nice to see if they did always seeing a red sox yankees in the playoffs is good for baseball uh 
Yeah, I think they will. Dan, your thoughts? Red Sox make the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, they got six games left, and they're two up. Obviously, it's hard to go into Yankee Stadium and win, but they it's got tough, Lester, though. Yeah. They got Lester and Beckett going. Um, oh, and very good. I like your opinion. Thank you for calling. Okay. Thank you for your time. Bye. All right, so uh, welcome back to the show. Um, next week, make sure to call in 202-885-8701. Go to, I guess for those of you who called in, go to facebook.com slash fanaticradio. Like the page. You can get more instant uh, feedback from the show, stuff going on during the week, especially uh, Greg Norman bashing Tiger Woods in the most recent issue of Golf Magazine, saying that the three-time Masters winner said that Mr. Woods will never win another major. Yeah. Pretty harsh words from Tough words. Great player. But um AO Athletics we have uh big events uh, volleyball kicks off uh two game home stretch against Bucknell tonight and against Colgate on Saturday. I'm actually doing the play by play for the volleyball game, so come oh. by, give your boy a shout out. Uh hopefully they can get their first wins on the floor of Bender Arena. Have yet to win. But of course their opponents combined record fifty three and eleven. So definitely good competition to go to Coach Goldberg has set up for his team. Well, you know what they always say. Winning, Winning. isn't everything. It's the only thing. Everything. That is our motto on Fanatic Radio. Also, men's soccer plays a stocks conference play on Colgate. It's Phil Reeves Day. Since it's a 12 o'clock game, come at around 11.30-ish. Uh, RHA is giving uh, pan- courtesy pancake breakfast, uh, I guess, instead of Domino's, since it's too early for that. But... Uh, most importantly, okay. Uh, one last caller before we end the show. What's up? You're on Fanatic Radio. Hey, I don't know if I missed it, but uh, what is your opinion on the race for the chase? Uh, can you tell me who might have the best chance to score the big ride in NASCAR? Just thought I'd shout it out for the NASCAR boys. Of Thanks course. For letting me call in, and uh, I'll go off the air so you can reply. Thanks. Bye. All right. Thanks you for your call. Uh, quick NASCAR thing. Tony Stewart did win the first race to Chicago, goes into New Hampshire. This is a track where Denny Hamlin does really well. It's a track where Ryan Newman won earlier this year. Uh, still hoping for my boy Jeff Gordon to do well. But, of course, I guess the big race I'm looking forward to is uh, Dover because whoever wins that usually wins the chase. So look out for Dover. Hopefully Jeff Gordon will win this week. But uh, Kevin Harvick currently leads for that. And it's getting wild. But make sure to call in when they come to Talladega because that's definitely the make-or-break race of the chase. But going back to um, <clears throat> AU Athletics, men's soccer plays. Also, women's soccer is right after that, so get your double daily dose of soccer. Hopefully they can both win this week. Men's soccer has been going through a little bit of a slide, and women's soccer is coming off a loss, so hopefully they can get back on the winning side of things. And volleyball plays that Saturday. So I guess... Our our quick final thought before the show ends is the movie Moneyball finally coming out tonight. Dan, you had the privilege of seeing it. What are your initial thoughts from Mr. Pitt's movie? Well, uh, I actually sat next to Mr. Pitt at the free screening, so that was fun. Pleasure. But um, I thought it was, an like I said before, it was an entertaining movie, but a little over-dramatized by the big studios. Um, you know, they like... Didn't really get into. They didn't really get into the real like inside. Like they never mentioned Miguel Tejada, who was their MVP that season. Nor did they get into Tim Hudson, Mark Mulder, or Barry Zito. So that kind of irked me. 
And um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it was a good movie, good acting, just a little over dramatized. But I would say go go see it, because I got paid to say that. <laughs> All right, but yeah, um, slowly approaching uh, four o'clock here. Any any things we missed up, Eris? Anything we got? Our NHL insider Corey uh, Siwa was taking notes of our errors. Well, uh, just to add one thing. The only thing that I think you guys missed during the show was your commentary on Chris Johnson this weekend. Going against that Denver defense, I see him putting up 150 yards at Ooh. least. So fantasy owners, be ready uh, for a big game for CJ. That is true. I, I, think, I feel like he will bounce back and go off like 200 yards, and then we'll look like absolute idiots for the next week. But, of course, the whole theme of sports movies, uh, for this this week, here's a little clip that will, I guess, warm the hearts of millions. Incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. At Augusta, he's on his final hole. He's about 455 yards away. He's going to hit about a two iron, I think. Well, he got all of that. The crowd is standing on its feet here at Augusta. The normally reserved Augusta crowd going wild. For this young Cinderella, he's come out of nowhere. He's got about 350 yards left. He's going to hit about a five iron, I expect, don't you think? He's got a beautiful backswing. That's, oh, he got all of that one. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left, and he's got a... Looks like he's got about an eight iron. This crowd has gone deadly silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere. A former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Hey, I'm he I was hoping to... One of the classic movie quotes of all time. But, uh, yeah, that'll definitely do it for us here in the studio. Uh, Dan Goldman, I'm Michael Gardner. We thank you for all the callers calling in. Make sure to call in next week, 202-885-8700. Shout out to Phil DiBartolo. Cheer, cheer. Uh, thank you for our NHL insider, Corey Ward, for giving us those errors. Supporting his boy, Chris Johnson. Definitely like to have him in the studio to talk about the NHL as it's slowly approaching. His preseason is... Slowly coming along, and everyone else, our producers, but yeah, so uh, once again, stay connected with us via Facebook, don't forget to call in next week, podcast is coming soon, we'll upload that as soon as possible, but for Dan Goldman, I am Michael Gardner, this has been Fanatic Radio, have a great Friday, have a great weekend, stay tuned to the world of sports, because remember, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. So, everyone.